This episode of Keeping It Real is brought to you by GoGo's Bootcamp. Are you a real estate agent looking for the very best media training program on the planet? GoGo Bethke is considered the top Instagram realtor in the country, and her step-by-step training program will take your social media game to the next level. Keeping It Real listeners receive a special discount, so please visit gogopodcast.com. That's G-O-G-O podcast.com for your special discount. And now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Keeping It Real, the largest podcast made by real estate agents and for real estate agents. My name is DJ Paris. I am your guide and host through the show. And in just a moment, we're going to be speaking with Danny Brown uh, of Compass. By the way, Compass just uh, had their IPO. So congratulations at the time we were recording this. It hadn't yet happened. And so I think we even reference it about uh, hoping that they go public at some point. And of course, they did uh, right after the taping of this episode. So congratulations, of course, to Compass. Uh, they're just crushing it everywhere they go. Um, and ever, also, please, for all of our listeners and viewers, tell a friend about our show. Think of one other agent that could benefit from hearing from top producers like Danny here in just a moment and uh, send them a link to our website. They can You can download every, actually, you can stream every episode we've ever done right there. So even if you don't have a podcast app and it's not something you regularly do, but you sit in front of a computer, you can actually just stream it right from a browser. So keepingitrealpod.com and also follow us on Facebook. Our Every single day we find an article that was written online specifically designed to help real estate agents grow their business. And then we just also post episodes of our show and that's it. So it's all sorts of good stuff there and uh, it's consistent. So every day you'll learn something and uh, we post our episodes every couple of days there as well. So keeping it, sorry, it's facebook.com forward slash keeping it real pod. And now uh, on to our episode interview with Danny Brown. All right, today on the show, we have Danny Brown from Compass in Beverly Hills. Um, Danny is a lifelong Angelino and anchor of luxury real estate in Los Angeles since 2002. Uh, Danny Brown is the principal of the luxury estates division at Compass in Beverly Hills and a Compass evangelist. In this dual role, he represents high net worth clients on the west side of Los Angeles, specializing in Beverly Hills, Bel Air, Homely Hills, Little Homely, uh, is, is it Chavoit Hills? Uh, sorry, Brentwood, Santa Monica. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. uh, Brentwood, Santa Monica, Pacific Palisades, and Malibu. In other words, where the celebrities live. Uh, in addition, <laughs> he, su- he supports Compass's senior management as a brand ambassador and Compass as Compass continues to strategically expand throughout Southern California and the Western United States. Now, Danny is consistently on the Wall Street Journal, real trend list of top 250 agents in the country, and has recently sold the Lindsey Buckingham, which is the lead guitarist and principal songwriter for Fleetwood Mac, uh, his estate in Brentwood for $28 million. He also helped sell the infamous Brady Bunch, Brady Bunch House. His clients yep. consist of many family offices, entrepreneurs, C-level executives, uh, developers, business managers, entertainers, and athletes. Uh, Danny has an award-winning podcast called The Deal with Danny Brown, which is in its third season of production, where he interviews elite performers in business, sports, entertainment, and life, and distills down their recipe 
recipe for success. You can find the deal on all podcast form formats and YouTube. And we're going to ask all of our viewers and listeners to subscribe to the deal with Danny Brown by either pulling up a podcast app and doing a search for it or going directly to their website, which is thedealpod.com. Again, thedealpod.com. And for anyone out there that is looking to work with one of the top realtors in the entire country, visit his website, which is dannybrownla.com. Danny, welcome to the show. Wow. That was a very kind, generous introduction. Well, I'm glad to be here. How are you? I am great. Thank you so much for doing the show. I was uh, I was telling Danny before we got on that he was on our list of of dream guests for actually several years That's now, and kind. so we're super excited to uh, to have him on the show. And he well, can, I'm glad uh, we sh- I'm glad we're able to finally do this in COVID. Uh, you know, you're you have a great show and great audience, so I'm happy to Thank do you. it and gives me something to do today. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll tell you, me, me too. Um, I, I was funny. I now I know in LA right now with, uh, you know, with with the pandemic, um, I know outdoor dining was was a big thing. Is is that still currently shut down? Or oh, is that, have they reopened outdoor? That's a sore subject in this household. It is shut <laughs> down. That was oh. our sanity. That was our sanity going to the, the, the couple spots, Dantana's and sure. South Beverly Grill. We'd sit we sit outside. Everyone's wearing masks. There's plastic screens. It's spread out. Uh, the the waitstaff's wearing masks and gloves and everything. I mean, it was about the safest place on planet Earth. Yeah. And they opened it up for about a month or so, and then they shut it back down. And it was just a oh. total, total mind fuck for us. That was our only sanity, our only normalcy. And these poor businesses, these poor restaurants, they employ thousands and thousands of people. And uh, anyway, don't get me started. That's a hot. That's a hot topic. Nothing I figured to do with it real would. Estate. <laughs> I, fig- I, I figured it would be, and I and I apologize for for getting you heated. But but I know, like the whole country has been watching the the L.A. outdoor dining sort of scenario. It's funny too because I just got back from Florida, where you wouldn't yeah. even know the va- you wouldn't even know that COVID is happening. There's we, no we coronavirus just, in Florida. <laughs> yeah, we're like, oh, there must not be any sick people down here um, because, yeah. you know, only about half the people, we were in Tampa and then ultimately uh, Clearwater on the beach in Clearwater, nobody's wearing the mask uh, masks, but but indoor dining's open, outdoor right. dining's open and uh, just- a, Clubs are My buddy, Josh Booty was uh, on his Instagram texting me New Year's Eve parties. I'm like, what? There's hundreds <laughs> of people on the dance floor. I'm like, that couldn't be safe. No mask. I know. So like if you got Miami and LA, it's like polar opposites. I imagine somewhere in the middle, there's a happy medium of what hopefully, uh, you know, common sense will prevail. But God, man, it's been, it's been rough in LA. It's been rough everywhere. And hopefully we'll get through this COVID COVID madness soon. I'm hoping in the next two, three months where we can put it behind us and get back to outdoor dining at Dantana's. <laughs> or well, I uh, this- this is my first first moment back in the office because uh, because I was in Florida. Oh, I, I I was and I just flew back in uh, late late last week. I was like, I better go get tested because I was, you know, and, and thankfully everything's fine. So hopefully sure. everyone listening and, and watching it. is also healthy and and we uh, we we know hope the end is in sight. Let's just get across the finish please, line and please come on. Go to dinner <laughs> well, to, again. Let, I, I would love uh, because, of course, you are one of the top agents in, in the all the entire country, and that, which is an impressive feat. You're in the top 250 realtors, which, by the way, there are like 1.4 million realtors. So that is a massive. There's a lot of us. At least in my own people. my own mind, I am. I don't know if anywhere else. <laughs> yeah, there's well, a uh, lot of realtors. <laughs> We're everywhere. Well, I- 
would love to know sort of how you got into real estate. I'd love to hear that story. Yeah, well, let's let's see the story. So my best, one of my best friends, best man at my wedding, a gentleman named David Ravitz, uh, him and his partner, David Offer, are you know probably top 10 in the country every year. So David and I were best buddies. I was in the music business. That was my first career. I was working with a guy that signed bands at uh, Jimmy Eat World, a band you probably heard of, sure. At the Drive-In, another alternative yeah. band, My Chemical Romance, a sure. lot of hip hop groups too. So a lot of alternative rock and hip hop. That's That was my world from starting in college. I was promoting bands and doing things in college, then working for um, some you know record executives and trying to work my way up. Meanwhile, my roommate and best friend Dave, they're crushing it in real estate. And I'm saying, hmm, maybe I can work there part time and funnel some money into some of the bands because I was at the point where I was going out on my own to develop bands, manage gotcha. bands. And I thought, well, this is a great, I've hatched a great plan. And Dave says, wow, that's not a great idea. Real estate's impossible. Don't look at us just because we're the top <laughs> of the country. This is not, there's a 1.4 realtors that are starving and there's like 200 that are killing it. He's right. like, this is not good. You shouldn't do this. And he said, but <laughs> if you decide to do it, you'd probably kill it. You, uh, you know, you got the skill sets and the hustle and the work ethic. And uh, he's like, I could never recommend you do it because it's such a hard business, but you know, so that's how I started part-time thinking of funny funnel money into my bands. And little did I know, you know, there's no part-time, you're not making right. any deals part-timing in West side LA real estate. So pretty quickly within, within six months, I was full-time real estate and winding out of the bands, I started to close some deals. And luckily I, I hustled some deals early on and I got a taste of it. I'm like, man, I love this. And I ran with it. And that was 20 years ago. And have built my business step by step by step in over 20 years. I definitely started at the bottom. I was going to parts of LA that I'd never heard of. And I grew up here and I was selling homes for in LA price points, 100, 200,000, which is unheard of. Right. But that's what I was driving anywhere. With, at that point, there was no Google Maps. So I had the, you know, the Thomas Guide. I'm driving to Granada Hills and I'm driving to, you know, east of LA and all over the place to get any deal I can. But I loved it. I I loved it, and it just took off from there, year by year by year of grown of growth. So that's the quick story. Yeah, that's that's really amazing. And I imagine working for for the those two gentlemen that that are really top top of the 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 mountain uh, probably gave you some of the best mentoring you could imagine. Yeah. So I didn't work with them officially, but yes, I was on the phone with them. In fact, every day for the first couple of years in the business. Uh, you know, and they're like, this is weird. You're doing deals. We're, we're, what? I'm shocked. Most people aren't doing deals. And I, I didn't know any better. I was just a hard worker and I knew nothing about it other than to take it serious. That's all. That's always what I did in my career before in the entertainment business. And so, yeah, I was on the phone with them. Great mentorship. And they're about as skilled and versed as anyone. And it was, it was a great, uh, you know, MBA program. And I learned about you know, 10 or 15 years of information in those first couple of years. So that was a huge, huge benefit for sure. Yeah, that that's, it, it is really, I've always thought that either having a coach or, or a mentor or joining a team uh, when you're first in the business is, is typically a good idea for most agents, not yes. for every agent, but for a lot. No doubt. And looking back, I never joined a team officially, but that's now what I would have done with, if I had learned a lesson I, I went on on my own, but I would have joined a big team and, you know, grinded it out for the team 
learned as much as I can. I, I ended up doing it my way on my own and calling Dave nonstop every day. But it, you know, I probably could, could have accelerated my growth if I was on a team early. So that would be my recommendation, but it's not for everybody. You're right. Well, it's, I, I think it's just, it can be tricky to find the right team. And, and um, just since we're no on the topic, I'm, I'm curious if you have, because of, you know, the teams are so prominent right now in, in most major markets uh, for that, you know, Chicago, where I am, there's just, you know, the, the biggest firms all have tremendous number of teams. And I, I know there's probably a lot of agents right now reevaluating because it's the beginning of the year, you know, should yeah. I stay on my own? Should I join a team? I'm just curious if you have any thoughts about how to find maybe the right team. Yeah, that is a really challenging question because it's yeah, different it for everyone. I mean, you want to look at, use your common sense. Who do you align with? Who do you value? Who do you respect? And who do you think has opportunity that you can learn from and that they would get value from you? I mean, it's just using common sense. And uh, yet yeah, being on the right team is important. There are a lot of teams, in fact, majority of teams in LA, at least, I can't speak for every other market, but where they really don't need to be teams. It's just more of an ego play. Let's have 50 people in the picture or 10 people. And, you know, yeah. I'm doing more business last week than they did, you know, 50 people all year. So it, it's ridiculous. Now there's the other side of that where there's like legit people that have built companies within companies and, uh, you know, and then there's everything in between. But you do you use your common sense. If there's a style or something you you, you want to mimic or, someone you value and you're like, that's how I want to do my business or that's an area I want to work in. I mean, you got to be smart about it, right? And You know, you don't always have that option to just pick. Sometimes you just got to start where you start and then maneuver. But if you can, if you can think about it, you, you know, you want to work for someone that you respect, trust, and can help you get to where you want to go. Yeah. And, and I, those are all really, really great advice. And also it, it's, you know, it, I think a lot of agents think, well, gosh, um, you know, I don't, I'd feel embarrassed to reach out to so-and-so because they're so prominent. It's like, no, you should reach out to them and say, hey, I, I would be interested in, in talking to you about possibly joining your team. Here's the value I could bring to you. And, and here's kind of what I'm looking for. And, and, you know, every team is looking, always looking for that next great team member. Not, no, not every team, of course, but a lot of teams are right. always looking for that next, that next big producer or the person that they could groom into a big producer. So I always encourage, you know, anyone who's doing that to, you know, reach out to as many top producers as as you can and yeah. uh, and like you were saying see where the personalities match up and where the opportunities line up yeah now and you have to be someone who's willing to work yeah. you know don't think that you're going to just join a big team and they're going to start handing you easy deals and big business and you're going to be a top producer i mean don't waste your time unless you're prepared to dig in and grind and work and work committed for a couple of years otherwise uh, why was why does a top producer want to bring someone on they don't, you don't want no one wants dead weight and, you know, no one wants somebody that's looking for handouts. You know, we all only eat what we kill. There's no salary for any of us. And there's ups and down times, no matter how high you are in the business. We, you don't want someone on your team that's going to be entitled. So, you know, you got to be, you got to make sure that you're, you're really honest about willing to do the work. Because if you're not willing to work at least as hard as the top people, then don't try to join their team. You know, unless that's the setup and they want people like part-timers. 
Yeah. I, I remember when I first got into the workforce, um, I don't remember, maybe it was my father. Somebody told me never arrive before the boss gets there and, and stay after the boss leaves. Um, and even if it's just one minute after the boss leaves, <laughs> you know, just, uh, you have to do the, the, the bottom line is, and Why I know that, that you're somebody who grinds it out. You've been grinding it out for gosh, uh, 19 years now, which is, is yep. just so amazing. Um, and, and I would love to, you know, I know a lot of our, our listeners are probably thinking, I wonder what his day looks like. And of course, every day is different, but there's probably some regular disciplines that, that you're trying to accomplish each day. And I'm just curious if you're willing to yeah. share some of those activities. In, in COVID or out of COVID, because over the last <laughs> 10 months, I don't know what the fuck's going on. I'm just trying to survive. <laughs> right, right. I'm on the verge of nervous breakdown, Zoom school, wife is yelling, dog's barking. Working, kids are fighting, uh, clients are ringing. You know, so that's that's a pretty much that quick. That's a quick summary. But um, so ideally, let's talk ideally. I think structure is really important, and it doesn't mean that everybody's structure looks differently. Some people's structure is what people would say is anal military style discipline, and that's amazing if you can do that. But there's also a lot of different types of structure along the, the paradigm and the, the chart of how disciplined you are. I find myself, uh, discipline is everything. I think there's no yeah. success in anything in life and any passion or anything you do without discipline. And that discipline though can be, you know, could slide and it, it's not all military style discipline. But for me, um, I have kids, I have little kids in school. So normal life, I try to get up, put on gym clothes, take the kids to school, and funny enough, I'm usually talking to 10 or 15 parents when I drop kids off. So I'm like constantly, you know, these are network people that are buyers and sellers. So just naturally, I'm talking to 15, 20 people there. Then I That's try amazing. to work out. Then I go try to work out. And that, that could be run on the beach, surf, weights, you know, a walk. I, you know, try to put good, put an hour in, get then either shower there or get dressed and start my day in the late morning. And I try to structure my day where, uh, I'm spending that first, you know, hour or two or three thinking about reaching out to people. And I, I do have a, after 20 years or 19, you have a big network and it's not cold calling, but I'm reaching out to people. Now I'm, I have a certain amount of incoming calls that I got to get back to from the morning or the night before and emails, but I try to spend an hour or two, um, getting in touch with people and, and really it's checking in and that usually organically becomes setting up lunches. A lot of my business now is breakfast, lunch, dinner, coffee, drinks. You know, there's five slots or six slots or more a day. And on an ideal day, I'm getting into that kind of thing. Now, things come up. That's It's not perfect. And I could have a listing appointment. I could have a doctor's appointment. I could have a kid that needs get get from school because they're sick. I could have, There's lots of stuff. There's showings that come up. But within that structure, I spend that first couple hours before noon, you know, trying to think about that. And then from there, I am a big believer in eating and getting nutrition. And it, sometimes that means walking out my door, my office to Beverly Hills. And a lot of times that means getting in front and having a lunch with a friend or most of my friends are now potential clients, but friends or network and, uh, you know, do that. And then the, the afternoons after lunch, it's showings, going on appointments. And if not, it's thinking about marketing, it's thinking about either uh, you know strategizing and fine tuning and getting ready for the next day. And look, every day is different, but that's the generic thing. And I try to get home and, and have dinner with my family. Uh, 
when it's a season, I'll t- you know, when it's baseball season with the kids, I'm trying to coach. So then, you know, I'll start, I'll stop my day at three 30 on Fridays and go coach. And then, you know, at six, I'm on the phone for another hour or two catching up. So there's ways to skin, different ways to skin the cat. And a lot of times when the kids go to sleep by night, eight, nine, 10 o'clock, I, that's when I catch up and it's another hour of cleanup work and emails and texts and, and looking in the MLS for new listings. And, and that's a typical day. And, you know, is it a grind? Yes. But I've also realized that at some point I do take time off. And if it's a day for the weekend or if it's 50, 60 days straight and then go four days away to Palm Springs to the desert, it, at some point it breaks. And I do, it's something that's taken a while to learn, but I, I recharge take time off. And sometimes that means only taking four hours on a sun, on a Sunday, if that's what it is when it's real busy. And, but eventually in our business, it, it, there is a time where things recede. And when that happens, I get the family. I'm like, let's go to Laguna, Newport, Santa Barbara, wherever, Palm Springs, Hawaii, you have to recharge. And that took me a long time to figure out before I was married, I would do the seven day a week thing and just grind and burn out. That's not good. It's not productive. Boy, you just said so much there, and I think uh, one of the one of the things I want our listeners and viewers to to really uh, hear uh, that because he just he just really gave you an amazing structure for his personal day. Well, number one, he knows his structure, and that's uh, obviously a hallmark of a top producer. Where yes, it changes, it fluctuates. There's always things in in flux, but uh, but predominantly he knows what he's doing in the morning. He knows what he's doing in the afternoon, and also in the evening. And he also has a family and other responsibilities like coaching, you know, uh, baseball and things like that. So what, but one thing that, that you spend a lot of time on, and, and I really want our audience to hear this is getting in front, thinking about ways to get in front of prospective clients. The name of the game. That's, it's, that's our business. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's probably the number one reason why people fail at this industry. I mean, obviously it's, they're not doing enough deals. We, yes. They're leaving because they don't make the income, but it all goes back to, are you having conversations with people that For might sure. Be, yeah. And there's no one right way to do it, right? There's a million ways to do it from cold calling, the door knocking, to golfing at the country club, to going to dinners and lunches, to open houses, uh, to all of it. I mean, it's a combination of all those things or you pick what what you're good at and you stick to it. You're not gonna force somebody to door knock if they're petrified to door knock. You're not gonna force someone to pick up the phone and call if they're petrified of of phone calls. But that person may be great at texting. That person may yeah. be great at having lunches. That person may be great at having book clubs and meeting people that whatever. I say, find your lane and go all in and double down and triple down. And if it's something you're passionate about, even better. You know, If you're like, I'm passionate about golf, great. Play golf all the time. That's a huge network. You can be golfing with business people all the time. You like to surf, great. Surf, There's softball, book club, whatever it is. I mean, if you're passionate about something great and you know, you're going to have to do something though. If you can't say, no, 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 I'm good. I don't want any of it. If you don't want any of it, you know, then you better have some really wealthy friends that want to use you. Uh, And that happens too. There's some people in our business, especially in big markets where, you know, you have a couple wealthy friends and that keeps you sustained. Um, A real plug for, for compass. We have this CRM that's incredible. And I've never been a hardcore CRM. I've been on outlook for 30 years since the internet started, but our CRM and our AI is so organized and so on point. Like once you put your contacts in, it's telling you every day, uh, here, here are the most likely people to sell. Uh, Here are leads that you haven't talked to. 
And it's amazing. Now, do I have to contact all these people every day? No, but if I, I don't have to think about it, you know, it's automatic pilot. And that is a huge thing that, that I'm thrilled about at Compass because I never was someone that was living in their CRM. I always thought, oh, I'll just think about it. And this has made it so easy and it tracks it. And oh yeah, I did talk to them or I haven't talked to them in eight months. It, it tracks it automatically. So that's yeah. a quick, quick compass plug, but you got to do something. You got to get in front of people any way, any way you can. And everyone's got to pick how they do it. There's no right or wrong way, but there certainly are a dozen tried or true ways. And you know, you might want to start with those. Yeah, the, boy. Yeah, everything you just mentioned is is such such a great idea. And also, we should mention, you know, I think in the last year, um, introverts have actually started have really been able to step up because now we're doing so much stuff virtually. So if you're somebody who Absolutely. is more introverted, you have so much opportunity that you really didn't have pre pandemic because the whole our whole culture is now used to doing virtual stuff. Sure. So. Like this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A lot of Zoom meetings, a lot of Zoom calls. I mean, look, you just got to figure out what your what your thing is and double down on it and go hard on it. But you're going to have to do something. Otherwise, you're just waiting to get lucky. And that, that's not really a good business model for most and of also, us. And also, if you're spending the majority of your day servicing your existing clients, which is totally normal, we understand clients have yeah. needs. But if you're not also thinking about okay, how do I get in front of new people or how do I have a few additional conversations? It might feel like you've done a lot that day and you have for that one client, but maybe you yeah. haven't expanded your network because you know you didn't build that into your day. That is the million dollar paradox, what you just talked about. Yeah. That is the difference between living a, you know, being a mogul in real estate and just surviving in real estate. And it's, it's a hard dance to figure out the balance yeah. between servicing your your deals, your clients, and prospecting for new business. And it's a constant dance. We all do it. I do it every day. And yes, you know, if you spend too much time being busy out of your mind, which sometimes we are, you know, multiple deals going and clients and pulling you in every direction, and you let the prospecting marketing side go for a couple of weeks before you know it, you can imagine it's almost every time a month or two later, you hit a cold a dead spot. And that's yeah. why real estate is the up, it's up and down, but you eliminate the downs by doing the prospecting and the networking regularly, even when you're busy. And it's like any way you can figure out how to steal 20 or 30 minutes to reach out to 10 people or what, however you're going to do it, that, that is just, that's the great paradox that you need to solve. Otherwise you're going to be constantly in the Oh, I run, run, run. I got a couple of deals. Oh my God, I made some money. And then starting over again. And that kills yeah. most people. That's why most people probably get out of the business or, or hate the business. You know, it's not fun when you're in that. And we all get in that in some ways, but you want to minimize the, the free fall. So just, I'm just curious because that dance, of course, is the million dollar question that, that, you know, doesn't have a real specific answer, but, um, do you set certain boundaries around like, okay, if I get an email at a certain amount of, or a text at a certain time, I'm going to, I'm going to attack, unless it's an immediate emergency, which I, you know, you'll need to respond to. If it's something that can wait, um, you know, do, and it's a certain time of day where you're like, this is my prospecting time, you know, and again, I know it's a dance. There's no simple answer, but do you have yeah, certain yeah. boundaries where you're like, okay, if a text comes in at 10 o'clock at night, I'm going to deal with that tomorrow. Or, or do you just respond when, when it comes in? 
So I know a lot of really successful brokers that have a, a cutoff time and they put on their voicemail, you know, if this is or email, if this is after seven or six, I'll talk to you in the morning and, and that works for them. And they have a very rigid and a lot of those people are super disciplined and it works. That doesn't work for me. I have my own version of that. And I'm, I'm so good at compartmentalizing and going from boom, kid mode, boom, wife mode, boom, uh, offer mode, boom, whatever, charity, fundraising. Like, I'm constantly shifting. So yes, I'll tell you, yeah, I feel like I have some boundaries. I couldn't even define what those boundaries are because yeah. there are times I'm at one in the morning res, you know, responding. And sometimes, and sometimes it's eight o'clock at night or six o'clock and I'm like, I'll, I'll deal with this later. I'm doing something else. So yeah. it's very hard to pinpoint the rhyme or reason about, yes, you have to have certain boundaries and the prospecting time for me is always like the boundary time. If you're going to be stringent, even if you're giving yourself 15 or 20 minutes to make a call or send out three texts, you know, those important reach out moments are like, those are the moments. Those are the yeah. golden moments that you really got to protect because it's so easy to just get lost in the blur of busyness. There's always so much work to do in real estate. It never ends. The inbox is never empty and there's always things coming at you. It's really easy to stay busy and not do anything that's productive than gonna make you money. And that's, you wanna be doing stuff that you can build your business and make money on. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and, and just because you are in, in a very sort of glamorous uh, part of the country or at least to the rest so of the glamorous. population, <laughs> uh, but, but there's a lot of and sewer lines are very glamorous in Beverly Hills. <laughs> uh, but you know, there are a lot of reality shows that, that a lot of agents oh. see and they're like, wow, yeah, how yeah. is so-and-so, you know, there's, uh, you know, there's countless shows and I'm just curious. Oh on man, your, your don't take get on me those. fucking started with the reality shows. <laughs> I mean, are you fucking kidding me? So look, my, everyone in LA has their own take or New York because we see it. But like, if you're not in LA, these reality shows are bullshit. That's not yeah. what we do. That's a different business. So if you can be one of the lucky motherfuckers that gets on Bravo and gets on TV in front of hundreds of millions of people, you're going to be a millionaire. Yeah. But there's only 10 of those. You said how many realtors? 1.5 million? Yeah. There's only yeah. about 10 of those that have Bravo shows. Right. So that is not our business. And there's no way to think that that's how you're going to make it in business in real estate. Now, these people have done it, they've capitalized on it, and you know, the Josh Altmans, and God bless them, they work hard, but you only get that kind of business if you're on Bravo or you got a TV show. So for the rest of us, if you're not on TV, don't chase that, don't look at that, that's a whole different business. It's yeah. a completely different business. So I, I, that's what I say, it's fun, it's entertaining to watch, that's not what we do, that's not our business, and do I do deals with all these people? Yeah. And when they're doing deals with us, they're they're in it doing normal deals. But the TV shows are those are a fucking joke. I mean, that's not the real world. And, and God bless. If I could get on it, I'll take it. You know, if you get on it, a Joe Schmo starting real estate tomorrow and get on Bravo, you will be a millionaire in a year or two, guaranteed. Yeah. But there's only ten of those. That's like hitting the lottery. Yeah, I have a I have a friend who's a um, a producer and a director for reality TV. She's been doing it yeah. twenty five years, and she's worked on about forty different shows in, in her career. She's like, you just have to realize, she's like, it's all scripted, it's all fake. Totally. You know, there's elements of reality to it, but she's like, it's just not. You know, it, it, she's like, we we set up all of these scenarios. She doesn't work on any of the uh, of the real estate yeah. shows, but it's 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 all scripted, and you know. And, and let uh, me put it this way. If you take these people and you, they were never on these reality shows, 
their businesses would be minuscule. You know, they may, you know, look, they're smart and they work hard and this and that, but they would just be, uh, you know, another broker. Yeah. You wouldn't know of their names like you do. Like, yeah. and anyone that's unknown, if I put you on that show, you know, you'd be massive within a year. So, yeah. business. Well, and God bless people, all of them that have. Yeah, those people are cast. I mean, you know, they are oh, producers really? looking for a specific type, and and they're you know no different than actors who are trying to win certain roles. And and again, it's it's just a whole different thing. But it's I want to talk. Real. It's not real. Uh, I would love to talk about what is real, which is your podcast, The Deal with Danny Brown. So tell us that about is real. <laughs> well, I started a podcast, The Deal with Danny Brown. It's on Apple and Spotify and all podcast formats. The video is also on YouTube. If you go to The Deal with Danny Brown. It's basically about uh, success, career and business and recipes for success. So I interview business people, uh, a lot of um, a lot of real estate people like Robert Refkin, the CEO of Compass and a lot of big home builders like Tommy Beadle, Thomas James Holmes, and, but also a ton of entrepreneurs. Uh, the the uh, old uh, chief of station for the CIA, Daryl Blocker, who's being uh, he's one of the finalists of, the, of running the CIA for Biden. I interviewed him. Uh, people from entertainment, athletes, Kevin Millar, Boston Red Sox. So I break down their recipe for success. And kind of like you're asking me, what are some of my routines and things? I ask them, what are their routines? What are their, what are their recipes? What is their work ethic like? What is their mindset like? And I distill it down. So, and I distill it down and it's palatable and entertaining. And, you know, for anyone who's in business and wants to grow in real estate or business in general or start our own business, there's some great great wisdom in these in these interviews. So we've done three seasons. Uh, it's really been a lot of fun, a nice creative outlet for me. Yeah, it's 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 exactly what we're trying to do on this show as well. So we we applaud uh, applaud you for doing that and 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 expanding it to all sorts of different industries because so so much of the discipline of success is can be distilled down to just you know certain behavior and you know it can be cross uh, across industries and it doesn't necessarily have to, all, you yeah. know, it, 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 a success of an athlete versus the success of a real estate agent really in, incorporates a Very lot of the same discipline. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's what the theme of my show is. It's showing that it's the same mindset, the same discipline, the same energy, the same stick to There's no shortcuts. And that's really what it's about. There's no, you know, there's no easy way. There's no silver bullet. I know in real estate, we're always looking for the, the latest gadget, the latest lead generator, the latest suit, the latest whatever to, to make our business blow up. And it's none of that. You know, it's none of that. We all know it's none of that. It's, there's no shortcuts, baby. You got to get down and dirty and put the work in for a long time. Yeah, well, for everyone listening and watching, please subscribe to, to Danny's podcast, which again is called The Deal with Danny Brown. You can find it on any podcast app or just go to the website, thedealpod.com. Uh, Very similar to our website, which is Keeping It Real Pod. His is thedealpod.com. Um, and I, I would be remiss if I didn't ask about Lindsey Buckingham. I'm a musician. I'm a guitar player. I'm a huge Fleetwood Mac fan, of course, like ev probably everyone listening. <laughs> Um, and I would love to know, you know, how you, how did that come to be? Were, were you friends with him prior or how were you introduced? Uh, yeah, well, unfortunately, these are things that we can't talk about public other gotcha. than it's public information that the house has been sold, but everything is under non-compete and NDA oh, non-disclosure. Uh, but incredible family, incredible guy and uh, yeah. the family that bought it, I, also an incredible family. But, uh, 
I can answer other questions. It's an amazing estate with a tennis court and uh, you know things like that. But yeah, it had a full blown music studio in there with all his instruments. Oh my what the magic was is that's pretty spectacular. But that's I have a question. Much- I have a question yeah. about doing um, big, massive deals like that versus, as you were saying, when you started out doing s- smaller deals. You know, in, yeah, in two hundred thousand of- to twenty-eight million is quite a spread. Is, as far as the amount of work it takes, obviously the the bigger properties, of course, are going to be a bit more complicated. But do you find that it's it's you know you've been doing this a long time? Is it about yeah. the same amount of work, or is it is it quite different? Right, God, that is such a good question. I get that all the time. So tactically, it's the same work. It's the same contracts. It's the same disclosures. It's the same contingency periods. It's the same escrow and this and that. The minutia is the same. What is different, and it is drastically different, is the people involved and the level of sophistication involved and the level of emotional intelligence needed to get through these situations. You know, at the high level, you're dealing, you know, the individual principals are very sophisticated, but you're also dealing with their business managers and their attorneys. Uh, A lot of times you're dealing with, you know, you can only imagine the entitlement and, and the the know know everything attitudes that you're up against. So it's technically the same, but it couldn't be more different in terms of dealing with the people and the layers of people personalities. So your people skills have to be so much more advanced and sophisticated and broad uh, to deal with that level of of, of person and sophistication and intelligence. So it, it is very different. So when you talk about it, is it more work? Yeah, I guess it is more work because you're drained. You're more drained. You're more right. emotionally and psychologically drained, constantly dealing with the lawyer wants this and says they can't pay this price. And then the wife says, I have to have it at any price. You better not lose the house. And then the business manager says, no, they have to stay at 20 million. The wife says, we'll pay 20. You know, and you're yeah. dancing between that's just a random example, but you're dancing between so many conflicting uh, intelligent opinions and you got to navigate it and you, you just, you got to be on your toes. And so it's not for everybody. The commission sure is uh, appealing, but very few people can deal with this on a consistent basis. It, it's not fun. It is not fun for the most part, the grind you get, you put in and I'll say for the celebrity and athlete types, which seems really glamorous, you know, it's that times 10, you know, sometimes it's the hardest and, you know, it's fun and it sounds good on paper, but it's, it's a lot of drama, a lot of work, a lot of unnecessary emotional stress and, and other things. So it's, a, well, it's, that's what, that's where you have to be able to handle that. If you're going to yeah, deal there's with just that. a lot more people involved in, in, in the, yeah. the big, there's a lot of, a lot of people who are paid to be very smart and knowledgeable. And then of course you have human emotion, which comes in, um, and, and it just, uh, gets complicated. I'm sure. Yeah, and look, real estate in general, stakes are high. It doesn't matter if someone's buying a $50,000 cabin. I mean, it's, for everyone that's buying or selling, it's their their biggest asset. So no matter what level you're at, it is stress. And real estate brings out the worst in buyer and seller's personalities. So we are absorbing that all day. Oh. We have to be really good and really careful and make sure we take care of ourselves. Self-care is huge. I talk about vacations and breaks, but also working out and if you can meditate or read or hike, whatever it is that you need to do to detox, because we are sucking up a lot of stress. 
Yeah, it's funny. I, I'm in the process of closing and I don't practice real estate myself. I have a license, but I don't use it. Um, and so, but you know, I've been around this industry long enough. And even I, and again, um, I'm really no different than any other buyer or seller. I'm buying a, a home, um, a primary residence uh, and, and closing in, in, in the next month or so. Oh, and congrats. Even I have, thank you. Um, even I, and I've been through this process before, but even I am like, there's lots of all this anxiety and, and I work oh, yeah. in a firm where we have hundreds of agents and people can are, are giving me all the information I need. I, yeah. I am in this industry and I'm completely stressed out and freaked out. And I think gosh, go. so much of a realtor's job is just managing your client's anxiety, right? Huge part of our job is, is the emotional and the psychological part. You know, you're the therapist, you're the yeah. lawyer, you're the friend, you know, you're all of it. You're the designer, you're the, like, it's all of it in one and you have to be able to navigate it and switch on a dime and pivot. And that's that's the name of the game. That's what we do. If you're gonna do it well, you're constantly bobbing and weaving. And people have no clue if you're not in our business of the skill sets that we need to be able to flourish. People have no idea. The outside looking in, they think, oh, it's so easy because they watch sure. the million dollar listing. Oh, that's it. You just buy a nice car and you drive celebrities around and you make a million dollars. Like it couldn't be farther <laughs> from that. You know, it's not farther right. from reality of the shit that we put up with and it's insane and i'm sure it's like that in any market across the world and just what it is everyone that's buying or selling a house is stressed out of their mind and whatever negative issues they have in their personality it's going to come out during the real yeah. estate transaction so as the broker you got to be able to deal with it in a you know a kind professional way it's, you know, it's, well, I, that, it's a really good good place to mention that if any of our listeners are, are a buyer, a seller uh, uh, that are looking for a top agent in uh, you know the west side of Los Angeles area, um, and, and you're interested in working with one of the top agents in the country, definitely reach out to Danny. Um, you can always visit his website directly at dannybrownla.com. And also for all Thank of you. our agents that are listening and watching, go to his website too, because I want you to see what a really great realtor website looks like. And Danny's yeah. is about one of the best I've ever seen. It's 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 outstanding. And, and if and any it, of you guys have any interest in Compass, we really are doing amazing things. And our CRM and our tech and our staging ability and our Compass concierge, we are adding so much value. And it's not just talk. We're walking the walk and talking the talk. So feel free to email me, dbrown at compass.com anytime from anywhere around the country. We are looking to expand in a lot of different markets over the next 24 months. And we are uh, hopefully approaching an IPO sometime this year. We're praying for that. Uh, but forget about that. Just the tools we have and the culture is real. You feel like you're working at a real company with really good human beings that care about you. And, you know, we got people, if you look into our company and ahead of our tech is from Microsoft and, you know, Robert Refkin and what he's done and our board, this is a really special place. And to have an opportunity to be at a company like this and this business is, it's once in a lifetime. So feel free to reach out to me. I know people are happy where they are and that's fine. But if you're not, or you want to look into it, I'm here. I'm here to help. Yeah. That's my plug. Compass is <laughs> Compass is awesome. We're here in the Chicago uh, area and Compass came in I, maybe five years ago or four years ago. And, and really the thought was like, wow, okay. You know, um, are they going to be able to 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 appropriate market share? And they just did. And and I've had a ton of Compass agents on the show over the years. Some from the local Chicago area, others from other right. parts of the country. They all love it. So if anyone out there is not satisfied at their current firm or just wants to see what else is out there, especially yeah, like you were mentioning great. the C, 
you were mentioning the CRM and, and the CRM does something really cool from my understanding. And maybe you can correct this if I have it wrong, but what it does is it looks for certain. So you upload your, your contacts and, and your, you know, your sphere of influence, and it looks for certain signals to then yeah. maybe suggest to you, Hey, this person might be going through some sort of life event. And maybe they can even identify what that is, or just at least they're, they're, they're suspecting that something is happening. You should give this person a call. That is huge. I would love that yeah. kind of technology. Yeah. Look, we have, uh, I don't know, 300 or more engineers in Seattle and 300 more engineers in India that all day are thinking about how do we make the algorithms better to find out who may be looking to sell and why and who may be looking to buy. And they're working for us and it's getting refined and refined and refined and refined and it's going to continue to get better and no one can touch this. So uh, yeah. it, it's really a once in a lifetime type of company. and. Um, you know, being in the business for as long as I have and seeing all from all angles, it's a special place to be. And this technology and everyone says, oh, it's, everyone has technology. No, they don't. Not like right. this. No one has anything like what, what's going on here. No one's got 300 engineers in India and in Seattle. And these are the best, smartest minds. And, you know, it, it's all helps. It all helps. Do you have to work hard and hustle and grind? Yeah. You're not going to be huge in real estate if you don't do that. But to get a little bit of an advantage, I wish I had that 20 years ago when yeah, I started. Yeah. It would have would have given me uh, an accelerated growth in my business. But yes. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I am so impressed with the Compass agents that I, that I know personally and that have been on the show. And again, they all love it. So definitely if you're uh, at the beginning of 2021, if you're like, hey, well, I'm going to see what else is out there, reach out to Compass. You can reach out to Danny directly as well. Danny, do you mind sharing your email again one more time? Yeah, it's dbrown at compass.com, just like the color, dbrown at compass.com. So. And again, I want to remind everyone to listen and subscribe to Danny's podcast, which is the deal with Danny Thank Brown. You. Two ways, two ways to do that. If you're already a podcast person, pull up your podcast app, do a quick search for the deal with Danny Brown. It'll pop right up. If you're not yet a podcast person, go to his website, thedealpod.com. You can subscribe there. You can also listen to all of his episodes and uh, become uh, become fascinated with the discipline of success or the <laughs> secrets of success. If you're listening to the show, you're already wanting to know that and you're learning it here for the real estate now it's time to expand that to other industries so check out the deal with danny brown and um, appreciate it that's awesome yeah. thanks for the plug and yeah leave a comment if you like what you hear reach out to me i'm always a, yeah, i'm reachable on instagram too at danny brown la or or my email but yeah leave us a review tell us what you think tell a few people in your office and try to spread the word we're in like 50 countries right now, the podcast, and uh, it's, it's exciting. It's fun. What you're doing is awesome. I really love this platform and it's, it's really useful, very educational for, for people in all levels of real estate. So kudos to you and what you've been doing for such a sustained period of time. Thanks. Yeah, I appreciate it. And I, that's a good reminder to all of our listeners and viewers. If you want to help support our show, two ways to do that. We just ask you to do two things. Number one, tell a friend. Think of one other real estate professional that could benefit from having heard this great interview with Danny and send them a link to our show. Same way that you, you're going to subscribe to Danny's show, you'll do for ours. Pull up your podcast app, look for Keeping It Real. It should pop right up. Um, or if you're not yet a podcast person, go to our website, which is keepingitrealpod.com and subscribe. You can listen to 
all of our episodes there. And we have them organized into different categories. So if there's a particular uh, type of interview you want to hear, you can actually just go and, and we have them all separated out there. And the last thing we're going to ask you to do is follow us on Facebook. You can find us at facebook.com forward slash keeping it real pod couple of good reasons to do that. Number one, of course, we post all of our episodes there. But while we're recording the actual uh, interview and episode, we broadcast it live. So again, facebook.com forward slash. We're live. Yeah, so we're, we're live. And then uh, the other thing is every single day we find an article that's written online specifically to help real estate agents grow their business and post a link to it. So again, facebook.com forward slash keeping it real pod. Danny, thank you so much for being on our show. We love having You're killing you. killing it. I love uh, being here. Your show rocks. Your guys are oh, crushing it. It's such a great thank show. You. Well, uh, we're, we're, show. we're so glad to have it. We safe. only crush it. We only crush it because we have such great guests like yourself and, and you crushed uh, it on this episode and really you did. And uh, we're, we're super honored to have you. And um, everyone go subscribe to the deal with Danny Brown as well. Danny, thanks the for deal being with on the Danny show. Brown, what's up? Hey, thanks. I appreciate it. Be safe, everybody. We'll talk soon. Thanks, brother. All right. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you All on right. the next episode. Take care, guys. Bye-bye.